0: Critics, we are back, baby. It's 2024. It's Jose here, as always, and you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. But we got something a little different for y'all today. Today we are doing a little retrospective. We are jumping into our real review of 2023. So. Without further ado, John, my friend, my ho my brother, my co-host. Happy 2024, man.
1: Happy 2024, man. What an exciting time. What a great year. I mean, I, I can't think of a better way to celebrate. Nice round number. Yeah, a lot of them. Totally even, this number. <laughs> and I, I can't think of a better way to celebrate 2024 than to look back on our year of 2023 in EARC pod fashion, as you said, looking at the really good, really bad from 2023, our predictions for what's going to be good in 2024, and of course, looking back at our real rankings and deciding, hey, that wasn't nice, we messed up there, or hey, what were we thinking? Because we clearly yeah. weren't, because that movie You know, it's, it's
0: that. It's, it's normal to like watch a movie again. A second time and have a completely different experience on it so maybe we've changed our minds about a few things we'll see
1: maybe we'll see. teaser stay tuned yeah stay tuned hang in for that because boy is it a r- wild ride just like any start of the year man <laughs> it is any start of the uh, any start of the year is a wild ride we we, we say as people new year new me and i think that that maybe is a little bit true for what we're going to be doing at earc pod i think it's still still us Still, you and me, Jose and John. Still, everyone's a real critic. Still, banging, bussin' theme music by uh, Neon Nightclub. That's not changing. But hey, maybe you can find us. Uh, maybe you can find us on Twitch. Maybe you should jump on over to Twitch. Follow us, EARC Pod. Everyone's a real critic. We might be going live.
0: We're thinking, you know, like lunch lunchtime on Wednesdays. You know, just open up Twitch while you're while you're at work and pretending that you're you're you, you went straight to work after lunch. Nobody does that. Take that as like a
1: wellness hour for you. Make that one of your, your habits for 2024. Is more us because we want that. Hey, and maybe <laughs> while you're at it, join our Patreon. Definitely join our, definitely join our Discord because we love the people that are in there. We love hearing what people are watching because I think we are going through it right now. The uh, remnants of the writer strike, the actor strike, there's not too much out of any quality right now. But hey,
0: we can get through this together. I haven't been in much of a content hole, but you, for, for that, you got to stay tuned for our watch watching next week. John and I have been, you know, binging a show together pretty much. We have.
1: And for fans of the show, that's rare
0: that we actually watch the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've actually got something to talk about that we have both watched other than the movie of the week. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have It'll very be a lot of our watching habits. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So jump in our Discord if you want to watch us talking about it live. Or, and of course, why wouldn't you? Just join into our next episode um, and, and listen to that. But speaking of new things, every year there's some kind of new social media trend. If you aren't already, you can follow us at Pod wherever you get your socials. I saw this, this year, the, the thing to do was ins and outs. And uh, right. you a pretty trendy guy. I would say trendy by sure. myself. And Are you saying that because I, I
0: painted my nails?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, because if I was judging you on painting your nails, I would say at this point, you're a little behind the curve. Everyone's sort of already been doing that.
0: A hundred percent. But, you know, this I, is everyone's, every, everyone's a real critic where we do things just a little late. <laughs> just a little late. Yeah, we're catching up. <laughs> hey,
1: it's the end of January, we're getting to our recap. We'll get there, you know.
0: Just hang on. <laughs>
1: It's a wild ride, like we said. Uh, I didn't see any of your ins and outs on social media. Is that? Um, Do you have any? A little TikTok trend? Yeah, yeah. I know we're we're gonna get into our EARC ins and outs in just a second. But did you? uh, Let me let me hear. Let me get one in and one out for you.
0: Okay, here's. I'll start with the out. You know what's out? Start with the out. Yeah, let me hear. Working too hard.
1: Wow, great one. What's in?
0: Just being a silly little guy.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like the ins. Let's focus on the ins. My my number one in is gonna be a silly big guy. Yeah, we need silly no, big but guys like, silly Silly little, little guy, guy. Yeah. it's
0: not like about how big or small you really it's not okay. a literal size thing. It's okay. it's like it's who it's how you're portraying yourself. you oh. you can be six feet, you could be Jack Reacher and still be a silly little guy. <sighs>
1: He is a silly little guy sometimes, you know? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm in on that. I like that. Couch critic is a state of mind. Silly little guy is a state of mind. We should put that on silly a Silly
0: little guy is a state of mind.
1: Yeah. And I should tweet I like that.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be your bio. Yeah. Your bio. Silly little guy, state of mind. Hold on. I got to write this down, John. <laughs> See, this is my favorite thing about our podcast: is we do a lot of our brainstorming in session. <laughs> we just chance upon this stuff during yeah. the recording, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I would, I, I, I would wear a shirt that says "silly little guy" on. You know. Yeah, state of mind. Yeah. That little, Are we on the same page that it's L I
1: L? Yeah, it's funnier that way because Lil is like a littler way of saying little. <laughs> you know, you get. It. And I think the apostrophe that goes after the L and Lil should be. A oh, guy, you want to add just those? a silly little guy? <laughs> a
0: little know? guy, like just kind of <laughs> like hanging on, hanging on to the, guy, the L. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now that's a T-shirt. It's hey, would you buy that T-shirt? Let us know. I would wear Let that, us that T-shirt know at, at EARC Pod. You know, oh, you or make this. your own design. Hey, if you make that design, if you are someone listening now and you think that's funny and you're channeling your inner city, silly little guy and you make the shirt, we'll, you know, we won't pay you, but we'll sell it <laughs> and we'll give you the money for it. <laughs> we'll sell it on our channels and we'll give you the money for it. How about that, huh? We can
0: sell it. We can sell it, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Let's get into our ins and outs of 2024.
1: Yes, let's put our critics lens on it. We like to keep it trendy. We like to be a little sassy little sexy. Because we're silly little guys here at EARC Pod, you know what I mean. So we're gonna give you our 2024 ins and outs as to what we think critics are gonna be in and out on this year. Our number one in a twenty four bias right here. I can feel it. I can feel it coming. That's gonna be a big in for 2024. We saw it at the end of 2023 uh, with Iron Claw making moves big big critic movie lots of love but i think what's going to end up happening is a24 is going to hit a mini kind of marvel phase not to like not to say that they're going to turn into marvel movies and just like go extreme but what i'm saying is i think what's going to end up happening is because they've had such a strong streak of movies over the last 2 years i would say i think i mean forever but the last two years, they've been hitting a really consistent cadence of high quality films. I think what's going to happen in 2024 is that the critics are going to really push for anything A24, whether it's good or bad, which is great. And they're going to be pushing, maybe it was once a month. I think we're going to start getting, you know, at least two, three A24 movies for prime time. And I wouldn't be surprised. If in 2024 or 2025, when we get to award season, we've got multiple A24 movies nominated for best
0: picture. I like it. I think it's going to be I think it's true. I mean, we've we're already seeing, uh, um, you know, like beef, the Netflix A24 series. I think Steven Yeun and Ali Wong both won uh, awards for that. So. It's uh, they're taking over Hollywood. I think people want a little bit something more. I agree, and I think
1: the critics are going to be looking at it like through a haze a little bit. So I think that it's going to be a, a brief period of a twenty four can do no wrong as well.
0: Well, John, I think that we might actually see our first a twenty four bust this year with uh with civil civil war. I think civil war is going to be very divisive. They're redoing the Avengers movie. <laughs> That movie
1: might come out in Civil War, and while it may be a bust for the audience, the critics are just going to rate everything A24 through the roof. They're going to be so in on it. The next in I have is I think critics are really going to have it. They're going to get a little critic uh, arousal. I don't want to say boner, because not all critics may have boners. We have critics that maybe have lady boners. You know what I mean? So I think what's gonna happen. Boner is
0: also a state of mind, John. It is. I think boner. anybody can have a boner.
1: Hardly know or am I right? Nostalgia love. We're starting to get to that twenty year mark where everything twenty years ago when we were kids is getting rebooted, redone through video games, through movies, through television. And I think Yeah, the uh, critics,
0: Ghostbusters I think is gonna be huge, right? Like
1: Ghostbusters. I think mm-hmm. the critics are gonna be super in on it. They're not gonna see it as an IP redo. Let's sell more stuff. Let's keep our name out there. They're going to they're gonna get hit in their feels a little bit. And I think the critics are going to be in on nostalgia in 2024. I think you audiences
0: know. will be as well.
1: Yeah, who wouldn't? And then yeah, the final in for me for critics, I should say in 2024 fresh ideas. Anything that comes as a fresh idea to critics. I know I just said nostalgia, which is not fresh ideas, but it could be done tastefully. Any fresh idea that's done in 2024 is going to get hammered by likes by the critics <laughs> because there are no fresh ideas anymore. We watch, Jose and I watched like an hour and a half long YouTube video of movies coming out in 2024. And I want to say a so many sequels, percent. sequels, reboots, not a lot of fresh ideas, but the ones that were fresh ideas, I could see critics going all in for the new mickey mouse horror movie it might suck but critics are going to give it that extra critic boost because it's a fresh idea you listening that loves to prove me wrong the person that gave us a 4.0 rating on spotify you right here i want you to mark those ends down and come back to me in 2025 and tell me i was wrong i dare you because you can't you won't because i
0: won't be wrong Probably. well i'll do it i'll do it i'll tell Johnny's he's wrong <laughs> All right, lead us through the outs, my guy. <laughs> okay, here's what's definitely out: Marvel superheroes and Sony Spidey crap. I don't think yep. that even audiences are going to be interested in uh, what's coming out from Marvel and 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 Sony. Um, DC is already having a tough time where they're just. I think Aquaman passed it, uh, Black Adam in in gross domestic but that's not really saying a lot you know it's been a flop and i think that it's going to continue into 2024 um until we get any of those fresh ideas you're talking about john into these movies they will continue to flop uh we're seeing it with marvel's echo as well nobody's talking about that online um so Nobody i think you know anybody. the the uh, audiences are over it audiences are over it critics are over it and uh we'll we'll just just wait and see um with the release of madam webb i think that'll be the nail on the coffin for sure um <clears throat> but don't forget we also have craven and um Ooh. which looks rough and uh what what else am i forgetting anything else john
1: morbius too baby it's morbin time
0: no way they're not they're not they're not greenlighting <laughs> that um, but, you know, I think that come 2025, 2026, once we start seeing uh, James Gunn's DC start coming out, we could see a little bit of, a, of, a, of an influx, of an interest in that, because then it'll be someone helming um, all of the movies, you know, because the DC movies are kind of all over the place, and Marvel has reached a point where they're just oversaturated. And I think that, you know, bringing in... Uh, um, one guy to actually oversee all of it so that its audiences can, you know, their faith could be restored. Um So I think that'll be interesting to see, but I think that 2024, it's going to be a bust. These things are out.
1: I like that. I totally agree with you. I think that critics are going to shoot it down right away. Anyone with a critical lens is going to shoot down a superhero movie. Audiences might still love them if you can bear to watch it, but I want... Th- thousand percent agree with you that the the failure or lack of buzz around echo despite disney putting out all the episodes at once um and what's happening with Madame web or what's not happening with Madame web uh we shall see but even shows like invincible i think are uh because of the inability, like, they weren't able to finish it all in one foul swoop, and then, like, people are getting four episodes at a time, and then 90 days later, you get four more. It sort of, like, killed the momentum that you really wanted as as far as superheroes from a fan perspective. Um, and then also, I think critics, like, they're just going to be like, all right, whatever. Like, it was sort of rushed. It They had to piecemeal it together. I think that the only thing, the only project that critics will like the outlier of this section will probably be The Boys um, season five. I think that will be the only outlier to this from a critic point of view. All right, what's number two on the outs?
0: Number two, we got big budget action. There's a lot of these
1: big budget action movies that you think like, oh, this should only be in a theater, but they're not going to theaters. They're going straight at home. And I think critics are just going to continue to trash them as long as they keep happening and they will keep happening in twenty. Of course. Summer. Red Notice 2, I'm sure, is coming. I'm sure Gray Man 2 is coming. Extraction no way. They're probably all coming. But the critics are going to shoot them down because I really think the what hampers those movies, straight to streaming, big action movies, is straight to streaming. I think those movies, they crush when they're in theaters. And then you watch it when you're at home doing laundry doing other things on a sunday afternoon like you throw yeah. on an action movie and you do but other things.
0: i think that's actually the appeal to them john is that like they are you know they've reached the point of oversaturation and people just want to watch them at home um yep okay. but you know like a lot of the times these movies they they can you know the the biggest the biggest piece of the budget is probably going to the actors, the big names themselves, you know, and people are going to watch red notice too, because you're right. It probably is happening. Um, so I think we're just going to see like the, um, they're all going to start to feel exactly the same. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to make them formulaic, you know, like, and, and they're going to feel like big budget action, but it's all going to be CG. Um, but like the days of old blockbuster movies with massive set pieces is is gone. So you know these straight to streaming big budget action they're going to become commodified. They're going to become formulaic. You're going to watch another Gray Man. You're going to watch Jason Statham in The Beekeeper. When in theater, it's going to come out on Hulu or Max or Netflix or something. You know, and you're going to turn it on while you're doing laundry. It's it's going to continue, I think, but. It does seem like they're trying to put them out in theaters, though. Like, the beekeeper bit, in theaters yeah. is pretty wild. I mean, um, I gotta...
1: You already know. I gotta see the beekeeper. It falls right into my... I'm 100% to gonna heart. watch
0: the beekeeper, dude. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of confusing we're saying this is out. When I'm saying this is out, I mean, it's just not gonna be good.
1: It's not gonna <laughs> be we're gonna, crit- we're gonna, through th- the critics. The people that call uh-huh. themselves critics. The people that are on... The Rotten Tomatoes that are on publications telling you the critics are giving this, they're going to rank this one bad as well as the other two. It could mm-hmm. be great, but the critics are going to hate it.
0: What are they out on? All right, Legacy sequels. We got a Bad Boys 4 coming out this year. We got a Gladiator no. 2. We got a Furiosa, which is a spin off of the Mad Max Fury Road. Like, and we, have, we also have Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out, which I think is probably the silver lining on top of all these yeah. uh, when it comes to le- legacy sequels. And, um, you know, these are, I don't think that they're going to be sub- substantive. You know, I could be wrong, but critics are going to be out on these as well. Audiences, however, there's a reason why we're still getting them.
1: We keep winning, baby. And if anyone's a winner of these three outs on Critics, it's this podcast. Because I tell you, the critics <laughs> are gonna hate it, and the audience is gonna eat these up. Are you kidding me? Bad Boys Four.
0: Hell yeah, Bad Boys Gladiator. Four.
1: Gladiator Two. I hope Russell Crowe is the main actor in it. I hope, I hope he goes- to
0: God, that's the case.
1: <laughs> I hope
0: he's back <laughs> in the
1: pits, baby. I hope he is. If, if not... But we you know who is back who in is
0: the pits, commander. John? Um, Gladiator 2 will be directed by Ridley Scott. Wow. Gladiator
1: 2, man. I hope Ridley Scott gets his hands on The Pope's Exorcist too, because that could be something special.
0: Oh, I would love that.
1: We want to hear what your ins and outs are, obviously, for the year, yourself personally, you listening. We also want to hear... What you think critics might be in and out on for this com- upcoming year. Definitely hit us up on the Discord. Join our Discord. Or, you know, tweet at us. Instagram us. Uh, throw it on your Pinterest wall. Tag us. Or your Pinterest board, I should say. And tag us. It's a Facebook wall. Don't tag us on Facebook. We're not on it. And we never will be. Let's get to why the people are really here. Let's get to what we're trusted with across the world. Probably across the worlds, to be honest. If aliens come to invade, it's because they've heard about this segment and they want to hear what's really good and really bad let's break down what you watching best of 2023. (laughs)
0: Let's get into our What to watch the best of 2023, John Let's try try to keep it To three to five Of the best things you watched in 2023 And the three worst Things you watched In 2023 I'll tell you what, John In moments when we have to do stuff like this I am so grateful for Letterboxd
1: We are not sponsored by
0: Letterboxd But boy, I wish we were Because I love it (laughs) <laughs> a little
1: refresher, huh? A little refresher. <laughs> so let's maybe, let's get our really bads out of the way. I'm going to start with one of my really bads, and that is Infinity Pool. Bad.
0: Yeah. Really, you really bad. You, you did not like that one.
1: I really didn't. I remember it being so hyped up. Skarsgård. Is this, Is there a bad movie with Skarsgård in it? Probably. Well, yeah, Infinity Pool. But other than that, there can't be that many, right? And just the seeing it like vacation Tarzan? sandy pool, blood, colts. can't be bad. It was bad.
0: We're going to have to agree to disagree on that one, John. I think we probably talked about it on the podcast, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. let's you. get let's get to the next one.
1: My next one. All right. My next really bad. the boogeyman. I cannot express to you how bored I was watching this movie of a child fighting the boogeyman. Uh the child uh eventually won. Uh I think so. I watched it through um my eyelids closed because I was so goddamn bored watching this
0: movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, I've never and watched that my one. My third my third well, you uh, know, it's I think it's based on a Stephen King book, so I thought it was real. He's hit real. or miss. The Boogeyman's not real? He's hit or miss. Oh, no, the Boogeyman, Mostly the Boogeyman.
1: There's people out there
0: who have real life boogeymen. Um, okay, what's your number three?
1: Saturday Night Fever, baby. That's my boogeyman.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh,
1: my third one is a com- It's a combo pick, but it's uh, all of the Kenneth Branagh uh, Ag- Agatha Christie movies. Uh, Did you watch no all of those then, last year? Yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, sure. They all suck. They're all really bad. The Haunting in Venice, most specifically, was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm not sure how critics gave it a 70, whatever percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It made no sense. It it did make sense, but it was so dumb. Uh, no one was interesting. I didn't give two shits. I don't know why Perot was there. And uh, don't watch it. It was really bad. Jose?
0: All right. All right. Um, yeah, I, you've never, you've watched all of those movies and I've never once decided to be like, maybe I should check that out. <laughs> I think maybe once out of just morbid curiosity, probably, but yikes. Okay. My really bads. Um, in no particular order, these are all just very, very bad. Uh, and I, and, okay. Uh, I'll start with my first one because I got very little to say about it because we did a whole podcast for Christmases.
1: Yeah.
0: Oof. Come on, rough. Yeah. That was rough.
1: Should should be called No Christmases because it didn't even feel like Christmas time.
0: Nope.
1: Uh, <laughs> but if you want to yeah. listen to a podcast about it, go back and listen. Give it a listen. whenever yeah. you get your podcast?
0: There was one joke in that movie that made me laugh a lot, um, and it was, was it when the they were day? all playing when they were playing the game or when, the when they were playing the game at the oh, mom's house. That was funny. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was good. Fictionary that part was whatever good. Whatever it was. Everything yeah. else kind of sucked, and then they tried to wrap it up. Okay, I said I was going to say a lot about this. Next, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I gave this a 20% when we talked about it on the podcast, and I remember literally nothing about this movie. It is so bad that it is entirely forgettable. In fact, I saw a trailer to it the other day, and I was like, oh, they made a new Transformers movie? And apparently we watched it. We watched the whole we thing.
1: We did a podcast on it. Again, if you want to listen to a podcast about that movie.
0: I remember nothing about that. If I listened to that podcast, I would be like, how did they get an AI version of me to talk about this movie? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> okay. Uh, and my last really bad uh, is Blue Beetle, the superhero movie, the DC superhero movie. Um I think it, it encapsulates everything that's wrong with the superhero genre from, you know, getting a legacy actor to be a villain and have them do absolutely nothing to using, you know, woke politics for consumer friendly, uh, you know, don't think about it too hard story beats um, and to just being kind of, just kind of boring, boring CGI fighting and, you know, you've seen you've seen one, you've seen
1: them. Such a bummer too, because it seemed like I wanted really to like that one. To, yeah, it seemed like they were really trying to push. Let's let's make this fun. Another reason why one of my ins for uh, critics is uh, fresh stories. I feel like they thought this was a fresh take on a superhero movie, and it totally wasn't. Yeah. It was just that the superhero wasn't a white guy from Queens, so.
0: Um, Yes. Yeah. That's, that's and, and they try they really try to shoehorn, you know, like the fact that they're not white, but it's all very vapid surface level kind of jokes and stuff. George Lopez calling Batman a fascist, and you know, apparently the grandma was in like a revolutionary force, but you never oh. learn yeah. about that either, really, except for the fact that she could just use a gun. Ooh. Which I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Give me a story about that lady when she was a rebel that's yeah, what i want to watch uh, um no, just watch andor
1: oh yeah oh speaking of andor you want to give us uh you're really goods? we'll go one in one really good okay.
0: um i'll start with my should we go with like i think this is more like top down for me like my okay. number one is the number one thing i want Okay. okay,
1: then let's start with your honorable, honorable mentions, because I honorable also mentions. Have
0: an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, honorable mentions, for sure. Uh, Barbie, absolutely delightful. Loved it. Uh, I do have criticisms about it, but it was still very fun. Bottoms, one of the funniest comedies I saw last year. Um, great. It's a Wonderful Life, cried like a baby, had never seen it before. It really touched me in a place that I didn't know it could be touched. And uh, Friday the 13th, oh, yeah. I had a blast jumping into the Friday the 13th series uh, last year. But specifically, part six, Jason Lives. So good. Good caveat. So good. Okay. That's
1: probably the why best Why should one. the people watch part six? Let's, why is it so
0: good? Um, the cold open is these guys who think that Jason might still be alive. So they oh. desecrate his grave and um, unknowingly bring him back to life. Like, he stabs him with a big metal rod through the heart. He's like, okay, cool. He's definitely dead now. And then the big uh, metal pole gets struck by lightning, and it brings Jason back to life. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) awesome. (laughs) It's great. They Frankenstein him on accident. Um, And then there was also this little movie on Hulu Called "No One Will Save You" that I really, yeah. really, really liked. That came out last I'm still year. To see that? Tight ninety. One actor, pretty much in the whole thing. Um, it's awesome. Okay. Loved it. I gotta. Uh, I still gotta check it,
1: Check that out. I haven't. The only two I haven't seen, or I guess three. I definitely haven't seen part six. Jason lives. Of Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> uh, but Bottoms. <laughs> And no one will save you. Definitely on my list to watch. Definitely I, watch this. My OLI, and the only reason it's an OLI oh, is your what? because it didn't come outside looking in. The only reason it wasn't uh, in my top is because it didn't come out in 2023. And I think you we were oh, okay. trying to maybe like do that, but Paddington <laughs> two, not- yeah, yes. clearly not. Yeah. But Paddington, I'm too, like
0: Friday the thirteenth, part six, and it's yeah, a wonderful yeah. life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're in your honorable mentions. They're not quite yeah, in that's your, true. you know, your top. But Paddington sure. 2 is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It has it uh-huh. all. When when that joke in uh the movie with Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage, the unbearable weight of massive talent, when they have that scene where Pedro Pascal's like You've never seen Paddington 2? and they sit down and watch it and they it's true. You cry, you laugh. It is a roller coaster of emotion, and I cannot tell you, I cannot recommend it enough to you. Watch the it's first Incredible.: one. It's great. The second one, you will not see it coming, just how much it pulls at your emotional heartstrings.: And if, you want, an, if you, you want an example. example.
0: Of how great that movie is, the critic score on Rotten Tomato for Paddington 2 is 99%. <laughs> I was going to say 100. should be. It's what, 99%. What stack of crap didn't give that 100? <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Pretty great, though. The um, fact that he's a talking bear, unrealistic, zero. Uh-huh.
0: I didn't even finish the movie, but the bear was cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right let's get your number five
0: okay uh, my number five is scott pilgrim takes off the scott pilgrim show that came out on netflix that was fully animated by like an anime art studio so good they fix everything that's wrong with the first movie which isn't a lot at all <laughs> but it's mostly just uh ramona's story and it's done so well you spend so much more time with all the other characters. Scott is barely in it, which is, I guess, why it's called He Takes Off, because in the first episode he's gone, and uh, he doesn't come back until much later. And it works so well. So much fun. I watched it in one sitting. I think I watched it twice in that first week that it came out. It was so good. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Holy cow. His name,
0: Voice Actors? The whole cast is back. Wow, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I guess it's Chris like- Evans, yeah, Chris Evans, Kieran Culkin, um, Michael Sarah, they're all back. The yeah, Jeez. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brie Larson. It's on Netflix. Okay, it's on Netflix and it's great. I also, okay. unrelated note, went to go see Scott Pilgrim Thirty Five Millimeter in theaters a couple weeks ago, and that movie is. Gorgeous. It's so good. What is
1: better in 35 millimeter? Uh, Oppenheimer or Scott Pilgrim?
0: Um Scott Pilgrim. It's Scott Pilgrim. The answer is Scott Pilgrim. Because you watch it with a crowd and they're all like singing along. They're they're saying the lines with you. They're cheering, they're clapping. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean Oppenheimer's a completely different experience, but
1: yeah, there was definitely Scott clapping. Pilgrim was. was uh,
0: yeah. There's People a lot of ooing and eyeing and just yeah. heavy silence in <laughs> Oppenheimer. Yeah. All right. And give then, us your number five.
1: Well, I mean, there was the applause, the standing ovation uh, in Oppenheimer, at least in the theater I was in. Uh, my number five, Ted Lasso. Great. Amazing. That's show. my number four. You, I'll if just you, say that. If you, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, it is 3 seasons long on Apple TV plus if for any reason you decide to get Apple TV plus it is worth just doing it for 1 month binging Ted Lasso and canceling it because Absolutely. it is an amazing show it will make you laugh it will make you cry it will have you rooting for every single person in the show it will have you rooting against people in the show, and then rooting for them again for some reason you don't understand <laughs> because you thought you hated that person, and you really love them, and you don't know what to do with your emotions, and you start bawling crying. It is an amazing movie. Um, definitely sure. check it out. If you've never heard of Ted Lasso, it is based on an old NBC sports commercial promo where Jason Sudeikis plays an American football coach and is hired in London to coach a Premier League team, a fictional Premier League team and is originally hired because uh, the owner of that team wants to just drive the team into the ground so they hire Jason Sudeikis and then yeah, gosh darn right that Ted Lasso charm turns on and it
0: becomes a beautiful yeah. work of art after that. Couldn't agree Tell more. Okay. Couldn't agree more. So, Ted Lasso's my number four. Um watch the entire thing. The entire third season, I want to say in a in a matter of days, cried like a baby.
1: Yeah. Cried like I a baby. Re-watching.
0: Yeah, they're so good. So good. Amazing. Uh
1: you gave your four as Ted Lasso. My number four. Succession. I got into succession this past year and then kind of binged it or watched it and then was able to watch the final season in a way that I, it was all fresh in my mind, which was really nice, I think. Not that it was that complex of a storyline to to put together, but the hype is real with that show. It is amazing writing. It's a great comedy. Uh, it is a great take on media companies, uh, corporate America, nepotency, sibling rivalry greed lust desire uh hatred immaturity all of (laughs) the above and i really do highly recommend it i think that a lot of people are like "Eh, like uh, i don't support big big corpo okay fine it's kind of the point too though like neither does the show (laughs) (laughs) show. yeah you should definitely definitely check it out it's worth your time
0: Great show. Great show. Um, My number three, you know, being completely honest, no exaggeration at all, is uh, (laughs) The Pope's Exorcist. (laughs) Russell Wilson in The Pope's Exorcist portrays the funniest (laughs) exorcist I've ever seen in my life. It is the best comedy in years. In hindsight, after we did the podcast, I realized how much I fucking enjoyed myself watching this ridiculous ass movie. Um, and the Men in Black ending to it was just the icing on the fucking cake. I hope to God they make four dozen more of these. <laughs> but but uh, I know they're not going to. Probably not. It was hilarious. I think, and I think we so, need
1: to start an internet campaign to get this off the ground.
0: I, I Russell Wilson so went into this movie and decided to portray an exorcist from the Vatican as a silly little guy.
1: <laughs> he did. Ru- it would be crazy if it was Russell oh, Wilson. Oh, that's a Russell Crowe. <laughs>
0: that's a Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, he's also a silly little guy. (laughs) Mr. Unlimited. That
0: would be a great buddy for Russell Crowe in this movie. They could just put him in the next movie, you know? They should. Marshawn Lynch is doing great now. This is hilarious. So we can have Russell Wilson up there with Russell Crowe.
1: I hear what you're saying. If you watch this movie through a comedic lens, yes, it's amazing. The Pope as James Bond killing demons. With MI6 uh-huh. behind him. Uh, and like a whole a whole like internet. You're just using
0: crucifixes like 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 guns at the end of the movie <laughs> Like this cue in the next movie is
1: like uh Gabriele, we have a a new weaponry for you on your adventure. <laughs> Look at these rosaries
0: Yeah. Also, they, in the trailer they say that and then it cuts to him like turning around with, like, an AK that has, like, a rosary on it, and he's like, say hello to my little friend. Just completely fucking (laughs) unironically. He's standing on the pews of a church.
1: (laughs) Eat bullets, demon. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So great.
1: Gabriele, this is not any holy water. This holy water... Can melt through steel.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Dude, I want him fighting werewolves. I want him fighting vampires. Like, why stop at demons? He should be like John Constantine. I I would go listen to that episode. We had a blast talking about that one. All right, John, what's your number three?
1: My number three is The Last of Us, another HBO show. back-to-back HBO shows, Succession, and then The Last of Us. I really enjoyed it. I never had a PlayStation, never got to play The Last of Us all the way through. Uh, I did get to watch people play The Last of Us uh, when I came out as like a backseat gamer. And I also know what happens in the game prior to the movie or the TV show coming out. But I really enjoyed, I thought that the acting was phenomenal in it, obviously. And I really enjoyed, I, I know the the video game was kind of set up to be a movie itself but the way the actors portrayed video game characters in a way that was so emotive it didn't feel like they were video game characters it it felt like you were actually watching real life unfold like there were real stakes on the line there was real emotion tied to to the characters Things went wrong. Things went well. I I thought that, and and fairly so. Um, I think it was episode three or episode four uh, with Frank uh, uh, won an award. I think that like like Nick Offerman won an award for that performance. I think that itself as a bottle episode is one of the best episodes of television ever. Um, I think The Last of Us is worth your time. Go check it out. Even if you're afraid of violence and zombies and scary scary things, channel your Can energy, we? silly guy, silly guy energy, and just check it out. It's worth it. Absolutely.
0: Just relax, dude.
1: Yeah, just relax, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number two, John, is Oppenheimer. And you know me, I am a Christopher Nolan, is overrated. Kind of guy. Uh, I hate a tenant. I think Inception is is dumb. One of the best um, movies of all time.
1: Yeah.
0: Dumb. But Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer is incredible. It's Nolan at his absolute best. Haunting. Really? uh, And yeah, it's absolutely haunting and daunting and just (laughs) incredible. A lot of fun. The hype is real with that one. Definitely, you know, like turn off all the lights and watch. Watch that on your big screen. It is uh, a blast. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Let's see your number two, John.
1: Oh. I'll get to Oppenheimer eventually, but probably just watch it on my phone or something. I got like an old yeah, DS that. or something. I could watch it maybe like in 3D. 3DF. That'd be you know, nice. on, your, on
0: your PSP.
1: Yeah, that would be the bomb. My PSP, two. the
0: original FAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if you were 12 years old and your dad gave you a PSP, what did you think you were gonna do? Your dad? <laughs> he like hands it <laughs> to you with a wink. He's like, "Yeah, not interested, my guy."
1: Enjoy <laughs> this, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like handing it down to you, like a wink. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My number two, John Wick four.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: John Wick four, number two. This is a good, great film, great cinema. I thought it was a step up in the franchise. I think they did an incredible job. It is a long movie, but they did things in an action movie I'd never seen before, which is hard to do these days. Uh, Yeah, and unlike a lot of action movies. I wouldn't say the plot is super thick, right? But the acting is good in it. There is some tension. You can feel the emotion of the characters. It's not just going out there and fighting for fighting's sake, which it is. Uh, but there, there is some drive, is. you know? There is yeah. some drive and, there. and uh,
0: There's some legitimately like incredible cinematography in that movie. Oh,
1: 100%. And the, mm. the, thing, the thing that I'd never seen before in an action movie that this one has is the, like
0: it's like the fart gun with the flames on it you know what oh, i mean oh when they had yeah. they had that over the over the top like they had that like god point of view of the of the, of yeah. the building and yeah that was sick that was
1: nuts. right <laughs> that Again, was
0: cool if violence right.
1: isn't your thing you should still check it out just to say holy cannolis this guy yeah. is yeah.
0: this guy john wick yeah. He also, it. like awesome? the uh, spoiler in the, and the ending, but the ending was inc- awesome too. The ending was crazy. Yeah. Ballsy as hell to end the movie. Like it that. was a blast. No, All right. <laughs> All right. My really number, number one. Really good. My number one movie of the year. will see. No Oscar. Uh, nothing they they will not be recognized um but i think that it is a beautiful piece of film um godzilla minus one absolutely incredible five out of five this is what blockbusters need to be like you know they need to have a character-centric intimate tragic story they're trying to tell us something with it um so fucking good. I hate that it's not even nominated for anything, but it's probably because of uh uh probably because you can only I think like each international country can only submit one movie and uh, they did not submit this one. So
1: what movie did they submit?
0: I don't I did not look into it, John. I did not do my due diligence. This is everyone's a real critic after all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Not put the best movie that the Everyone's a Real Critic podcast says that you should have put. Anyway, my number one really good movie of twenty twenty three. It had everything you would want. It had laughs, had crying. Um I'm pretty sure just, I looked it up.
0: Yeah. I looked it up, it's perfect days. Never even heard of it. What a waste. It's a Wim Wenders movie, so it's probably pretty good, but okay, continue.
1: What a waste of a submission.
0: Yeah. What's
1: not a waste of a submission <laughs> is this number one movie that's really good in 2023. If you, I'm sure everyone listening has seen this movie, but if you haven't, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. Drop what you're doing right now. If you're holding a baby, drop the baby. Go find this movie. I hope it's on HBO still, or if it wasn't, it is now. This movie is going to blow your socks off it has italy it has explosions it has (laughs) just like i said it has everything you really only need those two things the best movie italy and explosions really good of 2023 fast 10 (laughs) all right let's head into our 2024 predictions
0: okay so we got a number of movies coming out next year Yes, okay. we do A lot of a lot of the legacy ones that we were talking video. about. Yes. Sir. Yeah, we watched a whole lot of trailers, and that's how we informed this
1: <laughs> list. <laughs> <It's> gonna...
0: <laughs> <Stop balls. laughs> All right. All right. My really bads. My number one really bad, John, Joker. Folia Dune. This is the new Joker movie starring nice. uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. I think it's gonna blow. Uh, How about number two, just ass. ass. <laughs> That's the kind of criticism that we provide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you look forward to twenty twenty. Yeah, Madame Webb. W- 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 Web, ass. Okay. That's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be ass and titties, and not in the good way. Civil War. We talked about this briefly. It's that really strange new Alex Garland movie. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna bomb critically. Uh, specifically for the audience. I think the audiences are going to hate it. Borderlands, the video game adaptation curse that we have talked about at length, will be present in the new Borderlands series. Um, Basically, I think that most of the legacy sequels and superhero genre stuff is going to fail this year. We're in for a week, weak hot blockbuster summer.
1: It's a shame. I agree. I have three really bads, and they are in the same category. My Number one, the Penguin TV series. Though I love Colin Farrell, I think it's going to be so bad. I don't understand. They already made a Penguin television series on Fox, I'm pretty sure. It was somewhat a Penguin television series. Gotham? Um, Gotham? Gotham. Yeah, it was heavy. Uh, Penguin was sort of rising up through the ranks as the same time Jim Gordon was. And it was fine. Do we need another one? No, not at all. Yeah, don't really. Don't the silver really the lining
0: there is is Colin Farrell. He was so good as the Penguin in that Batman movie.
1: He was, but he's also been in terrible movies. Um, number two, Fallout. He's uh, been in really good movies. He has the <laughs> TV show. <laughs> Let's focus on the evidence that supports my opinion. Uh, Fallout. <laughs> Fallout, the TV show, uh, based on the video game, I think is just going to be bad. Uh, Same thing, I, I think, yeah. yeah. Video game and adaptation then, curse. Yeah, I mean, the the whole point of the video game is that it's so open world and quirky and weird. I just don't think that that translates well to a yeah. television series. <clears throat> and number three for me, Thunderbolts. It's not going to do it for me. Steve Yen, Steven Yen, I don't know which he, yeah. he's not a friend of the pod, so I don't know how he uh, would prefer to be kind of referred to. Uh, he dropped out of the movie and I thought was sort of the the key role to the movie or at least yeah. one of the more famous people in the cast. So I just I would don't, not I be think surprised John, if they cancel it outright. Would not be a surprise. Would not be a surprise. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's
0: get into our really good. What do we think is going to be yeah. really good this year? That's um,
1: true. I I have uh Nose on there. I don't know if you know about Nose but I know Ferratu. <laughs> that was
0: a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know the I kn- a thing. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think He's that's gonna vampire. be really good too. I think uh I forget who the director is on that, but Robert Eggers. I think I like
1: who also did the screenplay, Robert Eggers? So it's got. Oh, uh, he's Bill the Star, fucking man. Star, I, love William DeFoe, I love Robert Eggers movies. Willem Dafoe, Lily Rose Depp, Nicholas Holt. I think it'll be really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Robert Eggers does with it. For those That's that don't know, Robert, Robert Eggers has done some of those weird movies like The Witch, uh, The, the Northman, North which didn't mm-hmm. love, but was. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is one of the worst movies in the world i don't i loved think I was it. ever watching it i really liked <laughs> yeah, that movie Nosferatu, <laughs> i think it's gonna be good what do you got
0: okay i got um Nosferatu's on my list too i'll just tell you right now it's on my it's my numero dos wow. uh, most excited yes. about um i'm just gonna run through my yeah yeah, yeah john number one dune 2 stoked for dune 2 no way that this movie does not hit um like i said number two no Ferratu, me some Robbie Eggies. Um, number three, I'm with you, John. Rambled. Fast ten, part two. With me? Fuck. What do you mean? I, I you're <laughs> a fast ten guy. Yeah, I know, you, sure, I know, sure. I know you love fast ten. Um, okay. I think this is gonna be great. Number four, Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. This is the only legacy sequel that I'm very excited about. Um, and number five. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider Verse. Hmm. It's got to be good. That's the my list. Half was good. What's crazy like about that. my list now that I'm saying it? Is <laughs> it's that all it's legacy sequels. <laughs>
1: hey man, that's a good thing about being a real critic is we can toe both sides of the line. We can. Both. A, We're like we the can, meme. It's a win-win for us.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah we're the meme guy. I choose both.
1: We just, yeah, we hedge all of our bets. We can't lose on this podcast. My other one, <laughs> um, the movie "If" with Ryan Reynolds, uh, where the imaginary monsters are all around, and they kind of have
0: to, you know, like you said. Have oh, that, the imaginary friend. Imaginary friend. The John yeah,
1: have that little guy, little yeah. guy yeah. energy. Really little guys. guys, you know.
0: Really little guys. Yeah.
1: So I'm excited about that one. I think it'll be cute. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, I
0: think it's going to be nuts. It is. I think that's going to be so good. Fuck, I, I kind of wish that was on the, my list.
1: The way that franchise just took a turn for the better is bonkers. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Essentially, humans are the new apes, and they're being controlled by the apes. It's nuts. And then The tables of, of have play. turned. Number one, of course, Fast Furious Part 2. Cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Let us know what you're looking forward to in 2024. Let us know on socials and our Discord. Let us know what you're not looking forward to so we can collectively laugh at it. But before we get to the laughing, let's, uh, let's take a minute, be serious, kind of come in and realize maybe what we've done wrong this past year and take a second look at our real rankings for 2023 and we will admit where we were mistaken.
0: First of all, John, I want to thank you for compiling this list And, and doing all of the work, all of the leg work for us.
1: No problem. You know, someone's got to have legs. And when you're just a silly little guy, your legs just aren't as long. So I'm happy to use mine and uh, <laughs> some more work in you know, them. You know what I'm saying?
0: We went through, We how many, let's, let's just talk about this real quick, John. We ranked 13 movies this year.
1: That's like once a month.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I had a schedule if you ask me. Um, uh, many of which came out this year. Many of which came out different years. So yeah, let's get into Good it, John. What are your top? <laughs> <laughs> what are the movies that you want to re re redo,
1: re rank, re rank? It's it's gonna be tough to uh kind of beat any admit that you're that wrong came out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I get that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna start at my number. Yeah, I'm gonna start here. We talked about this movie that I believe uh, Brent Brennan Fraser won an Oscar for. If I'm not mistaken, did he win Best Actor for this movie, The Whale? I I, if not, Uh, he was definitely in the conversation. Second. if not he was definitely in the conversation for winning best actor for his role in The Whale. Uh for those of you that don't remember The Whale is about Brendan Fraser being um and de- not being but dealing with um an eating disorder and is uh sort of given the news that he is dying and wants to kind of make amends with his estranged daughter. And everyone by being overly nice and optimistic. Um, and then he dies. Shocker.
0: John, we did not like this movie.
1: I gave this movie a 75 out of 100. Whoa. When we watched this movie. That's pretty good.
0: That's a high rating. That's ranking. really good. That's really yeah. good. That's really that... good level of, of ranking. I think
1: when I watched this movie, I was swept up in sort of, man, I shouldn't judge a book by his cover. You know, let me see what this is about. And, you know, Brendan Fraser did give a good performance. He was a great actor. Absolutely. He did. He did give a good performance. But then upon further reflection, I realized there really is nothing to this movie other than this person who is. Just dying, and he's a big guy, he's just a silly they, big guy. He's just a silly big guy, and he's decided, Hey, you know, when's a really good time to make amends with my family? When I'm probably gonna be dying any day now, that won't affect them at all,
0: or you know, kind of I feel future. like <laughs> I, I... <laughs> do you remember the last like five seconds of this movie? Do you remember what happens when he flies? <laughs> yeah that scene alone fucks with my entire perception of this movie you know like I agree. It, <laughs> the just that choice is so in in fucking insane <laughs> entire movie it's crazy so i don't blame you for for adjusting your ranking yeah I, get, um, I gave this movie a 75 it deserves a 45 it's bad yeah it's it's fucking it's something else yeah. um okay my mm-hmm. number one that i'm f- fixing is renfield the nicolas cage uh like adam holt movie Nicholas. i in yeah. hindsight i i'm like okay i had fun watching this movie it was i i laughed but but you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's a dumb movie it's dumb it's yeah. dumb It doesn't deserve my 68 because I gave the whale a 68. (laughs) You (laughs) what? Both of those movies have the same rating according to my chart. I think the whale is, you know, that last scene really fucks with the movie, but I think I'm cool with it sitting at 68 for me. Really, Renfield, though, feels like a 55. Wow. That's
1: fair. That's fair. And that 55 is strictly off Nicolas Cage. Cooking. That boy He's was in great bath. in that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was it, it, it's right. it's another one of those Transformers rise of the Beast situations where the movie is from my brain. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember bits Easton and pieces Bruce. of it. I remember yeah. like really liking the um, the side joke in the beginning. That's all that really stuck with me there.
1: Okay. Fair enough. This next one, um, I, I feel like post our recording of it, I shat on it the rest of the year. But upon recording, I gave it a 78, which is higher than the whale. It is Banshees of Anishirin. I gave a 78. Yeah. And boy, I don't know if I was just caught Do up. Do not with
0: like, i think
1: i was just caught up in like the critics loving it and talking about how amazing it was and Uh the acting performances and to be honest it was just kind of a guy being a dick yeah and deciding he didn't want to be a friend with this guy anymore and the other guy was just such a loser he couldn't deal with it and, yeah. you know, sure. You know, All I think you bring
0: up a really good go. point, though, John, is that, like, we are influenced by the critics' opinions. Everybody we is. can be. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's why our role like, is we so watch important. watch a movie right? like Banshees that is so dialogue-heavy and, you know, the pacing is nice and slow. And we can think, like, oh, maybe this movie is heady, you know? Mm. And you can be in for people really digging it. Mm. Um, I understand.
1: Yeah. I wanted to bash I my head into a bathroom into the wall. Um, this movie deserves more of a 50. More, better than the one. Oh!
0: That's less than Renfield. That's less than what I gave Renfield. I liked Renfield. But we have different gauges. We have different gauges. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. See, this is, why, this is why this show is fun, guys. See, like, John and yeah. I don't agree all the time. Yeah, and banter, that's okay. Right? <laughs> Alright, let's hear your next one. Let's hear your next one. Answer, I hardly know her. Okay. Mine is uh, The Pope's Exorcist. I already talked briefly on how I think I enjoy this movie a lot more now than I did when I first watched it. So uh, I think if viewed as a comedy, I should have ranked it higher. Because mm. I didn't I was trying to think of it as like cinema movies, scary movies, you know, these these are You gotta rank these in a certain way. I gave it a forty-five. Deserves like a sixty. Wow.
1: Okay. I also had the Pope's Exorcist as number three on my list because I failed to do the same thing. I think I came in too hot, and we talked about it on that podcast about how it is a comedy, and we had a great time. Like, yeah. Again, the cue in Pope's Exorcist two. Gabriele, I have a communion wafer for you. But if you, if you eat it, it make you small, itty-bitty, so you can go inside the demon's head. And if you take another bite of the communion wafer, you get extra big, big, so when the demon turns into a dragon, you can fight it. Um, I agree. Wow, it's like it Alice in Wonderland. Great. Yeah, I gave this movie a 40 and I'm going to bump it up to a 65, especially after watching The Nun. I watched The Hell Nun yeah. and Nun 2. I told our audience I would do it. I did it. And the movies were exactly the same as The Pope's Exorcist, but not Damn. funny. And The Pope's Exorcist wins Damn. 65.
0: Okay, I'm I'm yeah. Okay. We are in complete agreement, John, on The Pope's Exorcist. I want the record to show that both John and I have decided to give this movie a 65. I don't know if we've ever decided on the same exact number before. This oh. seems like, you know, this this, this is notable. Uh, We're uh, making write, history write down, John. in
1: 2024.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number three is The Killer. David Ooh. Fincher movie. Yeah, I think I was harsh on this one because I had right. certain expectations coming in and they come from you know, John, john wick I'll, I'll just say it it comes from john wick mm. i didn't expect it to be more of a farce of those movies you know like kind yeah. of poking fun with the uh, of wiki and tight movies so i think a 60 was harsh which is what i originally had this one as i'm gonna bump that up to a 70 Ooh, okay
1: i i remember yeah. liking that one as well it was it was slow and he wasn't a very capable killer, but I did, I did enjoy it. And it yeah. sounds like you put your David Fincher hat back on for that I did. Which I
0: like. I have, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> got to make those. Like. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We're getting to it. It's, do you think that he can sue us for using his first and last name on a product for us? How
1: does he know it's him? There's got to be other David Finchers in the world, right? Gonna go- like just you know just google David Fincher one, yeah there's more than one Jose Garcia you know i
0: have a i have a fun uh a fact John for you it's more not even a fact more than just like an anecdote um okay that's friend it. of the pod Rachel who we've tried to get on the podcast a dozen times but i yeah, think yeah. she hates the sound of her own voice is 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 a a i shouldn't have said her first, her whole name
1: <laughs> yeah that's okay Everyone, go follow her. I don't even think that's real.
0: <laughs> well, she is a uh, she's a flight attendant, and oh, uh, is nice. that the correct term? Uh, are you asking me? Sure. Is it like yeah, a flight I mean, service worker now, or what are the woke know, kids it. calling it, John? Is an <laughs> attendant? Is it misogynist to say attendant? Is my <laughs> question? Regardless, she uh, was attending a flight. As they do, and um, David Fincher was on the flight.
1: Wow! Really? Yeah. Did she? she, And she uh, said
0: the only reason I knew who he was was because of the podcast. Wow! (laughs) How about that? She should have told him about the
1: podcast. I'm sure he never gets
0: (laughs) unsolicited. She she, like she she, like she takes her David Fincher hat off real quick. I'm so okay, if you guys huh? have any anecdotes like that, be sure to let us know. You can follow us on our oh, social what at E-A-R-C pod. pod. That was sick. <laughs> on our Discords. We're gonna start twitching here soon. Going live on Tuesdays and or Wednesdays around 1 PM if we feel we yeah. have another case of the food poisonies. <laughs> um Join our Patreon. We post exclusive Whatcha Watches on Patreon where John and I just kind of rant about whatever we have been watching. Um, We probably are going to do one on Fargo here. And yeah, uh, yeah! our first movie of 2024 releasing sometime next month probably is (laughs) the insufferable. It really is. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. We're going to watch that for you guys. And I'm not gonna enjoy a second of it.
1: Yeah, and I promise that um our show, our episode won't be there won't be nearly as slow. There won't be as much slow motion in our show as there is in Rebel Moon, I promise you that. Maybe we should yeah, do the whole show in slow motion as an homage to Zack Snyder, because that's pretty no, much No, here's
0: Rebel what we Moon. do, John. We 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 still Start in the show in regular yeah. motion. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as something yeah. arbitrary happens, we slow it down. And yeah. then, as soon as you think the impact is going to hit, we speed it right back up, John.
1: Hell yeah. So, if you guys can't <laughs> wait to listen to that, you know, listen wherever you get your podcast. We had a great 2023. We're excited for more podcasts to come, hopefully, more than just once a month. We can't wait. Join us, chat with us, engage with us. We like you.
0: Yeah, we like you. Thanks for letting us know what you guys are watching on Discord. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we don't love you, but we like you. We're getting there. You guys are all right. I barely know you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you people?